0: This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC, text 84850, Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Well, it's pretty Nice to be company. Welcome along to Sunday morning. It's the 29th of March, and uh, if the weather forecast is to be believed, we're all going to be washed away in about an hour and a half, I think. They've said the weather is going to turn really, really bad. They've said windy and everything. So the things I was going to do today... A friend of mine me yesterday said, uh, I tell you what, let's let's put it on hold because the weather's going to be bad. And I went, well, it, it might not be. Mind you, having said that before, I don't want to make a, a complete a complete answer myself and get it all wrong because it might be bad a little bit later on. So they've said gusts of up to 70 miles an hour, so your umbrella will turn inside out. You might as well actually just forget about going out and staying listening to LBC. It makes it so much easier and you will hear the entire world in about uh, two hours on this programme because we're going through the papers. And as we wander through the papers and we try and discover some stories that are that are interesting, uh, the prediction that I made the other day has come true. In fact, I made a couple of predictions. One which I made about a year ago, and then one which I made the other day. The, the one we made the other day, you will remember, was little Zayn Malik. Little Zayn who left One Direction. Now, according to who you believe... I mean, I throw it all into the arena. You can you can mess about with it yourselves. He either walked out because he'd had enough and he wanted to be a, a normal 22-year-old and he was sick to death of all this being followed by the press and, you know, everything else happening about his life because he was caught with a, another girl outside a nightclub and they were holding hands, which is, you know, when you've got a fiancé, it kind of makes you look a bit stupid. But anyway, all right, so we, we, we get over that. And, um, and he then said at the time, he said, I just want to be a normal 22-year-old with 15 million quid in the bank. Well, ever since then the press had been following him, as I predicted on the programme. I said the press would follow him literally 24 hours a day. They're going to find out what he's doing. So the, the, so the day after he'd announced that he was going to do it, he was caught going into a recording studio. Yesterday he was caught going around looking at houses... They're going, to be, they're going to be on your back every minute of the day, Zane. I love this idea of I'm going to be a normal 22-year-old. You don't have that right, unfortunately. You've sold your soul to the devil, you've got your filthy lucre sitting in the bank, and uh, you have to pay the price. The other thing I predicted was that Dermot O'Dreary would be dropped from the X Factor because they've got to have a revamp. Now, whether or not he went of his own accord or he was pushed, I have no idea. Nobody knows on this one. What makes me laugh, though, is that people have started speculating on who's going to take it over. Whereas The Sun on Saturday were running with the fact that it's already gone to Caroline Flack and Ollie Mers. Well, the paper today is saying there's that girl on the programme, Sarah Ann, somebody whose name I can't remember. It'll come to me later. She's totally non I mean, she's just she's as bland, if not blander, than Dermot O'Dreary. And uh, they go, oh, the fans have really taken to her. No, they haven't. Everybody I've spoken to hates her. Hates her to pieces. She's pushy. She thinks she's really on trend, but there's no trend about it at all. And she's sort of, I don't know, she's about 33, I think. She's an ex-DJ. That's right, Sarah Jane Crawford. Oh, what a bore. I mean, I was really a bit disappointed. I was expecting a bit more. But you know when they put somebody down as a youth presenter? They're generally about 97. And they're way part... They haven't been in touch with youth. You know, since people were evacuated to the Anderson shelters. So that's about the only time. And they put her on there and they go, oh, she's really good and Simon really likes it. No, I think her agents put that story out there. Because frankly, to everybody else, she's a bloomin' irritant. Bad enough with Dermot O'Dreary. So did he go? Was he pushed? Does it really make any difference? They've got to revamp the programme. And the reason they had to revamp the programme is not because, you know, of any personal reasons. It's because the audiences are drifting. The audience have started wandering away because it's the same old, same old. You know, I, I saw the trails. Was it for Britain's Got Talent? They had a trail on the other day and it said, oh, you know, we're looking for the, for the talent. I thought you couldn't find any last time around. What's the point of still looking for talent? You've exhausted it. You exhausted the, the, the pool of limited talent in this country years ago. You're now resorted. We know, same as the X Factor, that what they will do is because they're making a tele programme is that they'll put on the really stupid people. The really, the really thick ones who can't sing for toffee, and they'll put them on there, and for about three weeks we'll all laugh, and then somebody will come on who they go, what is it? Oh, my, my grand got run over by a combine harvester. Oh, that's it, love. Will you get up there and sing? And they turn out to have voice of an angel, and so that's it, it's the same format every time round, and so in an effort to make it look different, they need to get rid of Dermot O'Dreary on the X Factor because he, you know he he can't stand still. He looks like he's got some vitus's dance going on. And uh, and then it turned out that Cheryl Versace-Vicini Spag Bowl, uh, Spaghetti Bolognese, was also hoping to remain with the programme, but she wants more money. And I feel like saying to Simon Cowell, you know, it's very sweet that she's on the panel, you know, as she's doing, obviously, a makeup tribute to the Boots Number no. 7 counter. But to be brutally honest with you, she doesn't contribute diddly-squat to the programme. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't know anything. She knows nothing about music. I mean, seriously, nothing about music. You might as well stick Sarah Harding on there, and you know how desperate we'd have to be for that. So, you know, get rid of her. Let, let her disappear back to wherever she comes from, because she's not a singer. She can't contribute to the programme. But there was this other story, which is on the paper today, that Louis Walsh is going to be dropped. Good God, there'll be nobody left there. I mean, Louis, at least he's got a track record. Louis Walsh has got a track record as long as your arm. You know, what with Girls allowed, And uh, unfortunately, he lost sort of control of them some years ago. And then Sarah Harding started falling in and out of gutters. And uh, and then everybody stopped talking to each other, because that's the way it goes in all these popsicle bands. And uh, he's had Westlife. They're very, very successful. He tried a bit with, with Kean, It didn't work. But Kean's such a nice guy. I don't think he'll ever worry about things like that. And um, And so the papers now are speculating who could be... The replacement for Dermot O'Dreary. I would have thought, just a tin of paint on the stage. We could just have it animated. You know, get Jim Henson's workshop to do something with it. That would be mildly more entertaining. Who's going to take her from Jeremy Clarkson and the other two boys? Chris Evans has stated quite categorically for about the umpteenth time, I'm not doing it. And then somebody said Dermot O'Dreary can do it. Well, I mean, really? Don't be silly. And then somebody else, I think, writing to Christo, said it should be an all-girls programme. Please, that's fine. Not Claire Balding. okay. really, anybody but Claire Balding. She's on loads of things. She's very sweet. She's very nice. I like to think she knows everything about horse racing because it's in in the family, but not about car. Leave the car things alone. On a bike, she's very good. But cars, no, 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 no. She's, she's a very good presenter, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of Claire Balding. But I think they need to find either somebody new or failing that, just dump the programme. Make it easy to dump the programme, wouldn't it, and start again. I feel sorry for the other two boys. Nobody's, nobody's ever thought about them, have they? Hammond and May. Nobody's gone, oh, so what are they doing now? Everybody's concentrated on, on Jeremy and how he's coping and will he go down under and have programmes there? Yes. And he'll be very successful. Yes. Will he go out on the road? Probably. Probably highly likely, I would imagine. And uh, and what are the others? Nobody's cared about them. They've just been shoved to one side. They never did anything wrong at all. They didn't argue, mainly because I think Richard Hammond can't argue with anybody. He's too nice a person. And so they end up losing their jobs. All the team is sitting there twiddling their thumbs, not knowing what to do. And Clarkson gets loads of coverage. Because somebody said to me the other day, I bet you can't wait for Clarkson to get back on telly, which I thought, well, you've either missed the whole point of this programme, because I was never bothered about Jeremy Clarkson, never remotely bothered, never bothered about the programme. I did state categorically that I interviewed uh, Jeremy and uh, Richard at Christmas and they were brilliant. They were a very good in conversation. I mean, a very good in conversation. They worked well together. They bounced off each other. We laughed. It was really great. A really, really good one. So, but I'm not bothered whether it comes back onto my telly or not. It make any difference to me. Why should I worry about things like that? Ridiculous, honestly. But I, I just worry about the rest of the, the rest of the programme and uh, and the people who, who aren't working at the moment. And then we've managed to find another girl. It's been a while since we found somebody to sort of come forward and admit that they've had a fling with a boy band member. But uh, here she is. And uh, her name is, well, she's a Swedish beauty. They all are, aren't they? They all are. They're absolutely gorgeous. You know, and they also romped all night and it was just the best thing ever. And he took her to heaven back and round the moon twice and all this kind of rubbish. And, uh, and you look at a picture of her and uh, she obviously, perhaps she's got a bad neck because she's sort of got this picture where she's holding the back of her neck. And I thought, oh, perhaps she's not well. And then I thought, she's supposed to be here. Her name is Martina Olson, but everybody in uh, Sweden is Olsen. Everybody's Olson over there. And she's only 24. I mean, to be honest you, I thought she was about 70. I don't want to be rude, but I mean, if that's the best he can get, poor soul. And, um, and he, he, he romped with her. He carried her to bed in his villa in Thailand. Well, she can't walk either now. God, bad neck and no legs. Sounds like a winning combination. Winning combination, so uh, that 's in the paper today of and there 's a picture of her wearing a very unflattering little bikini. It has to be said, but uh, she met him and uh, and so the proof if proof were needed there's a picture of the two together, but I mean that could be taken anywhere and a picture of uh, of the room she 's actually taken it of the balcony, looking out over the sea, and that apparently proves that they had uh, they had rumpy pumpy that apparently proves i mean how that proves it i 've got no idea but uh, then then she, uh, she was talking to a friend of hers on email, I think. It says, people are mailing me and sending me questions about Zane. They know I was in the house and seduction, but I haven't told them what happened there. Oh, do they have to offer money first, dear? I do beg your pardon, i would forgotten about this. This is, this is the new world, ladies and gentlemen, whereas years ago... Somebody sort of, you know, slept with a footballer or was pushed or coerced into sleeping with a footballer or somebody of, of high profile. And, uh, and then you got caught out and you went, no, 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 I'm not telling you anything at all. Go away, you nasty men. Nasty now they go, uh, 20,000 quid, should just about seal it. I reckon she, I mean, I don't know what sort of model she is looking at her. Not a very good one because she's not really attractive enough to be a model. She's just somebody with long hair and she's got a tattoo on her arm. And the tattoo says... Seize the day. Sees. She's a Swedish model and she's got something written in English. Seize the day on her arm. You don't think maybe she's been to Sweden, do you? Do you think it's one of those? I mean, do you not think she's really Swedish at all? I know Olsen is very Swedish. But, um, you know, seize the day tattooed under your arm, dear. Makes you do- look a little bit like a hillbilly. Zane didn't mention fiancé. We romped twice. A bit tacky, isn't it? Really, I'm not sure I want to go any further with that one. I don't. I don't like her already. Mind you, I never liked him. Never liked him. I never liked the uh, the pilot, who now it turns out was losing his eyesight. And uh, apart from the depression, and might or might not have dabbled with gay things. Because now he's now he's dead. You can say anything you like about him. The worst thing is all the people who lost their lives. He apparently, according to the girlfriend, said he was going to do something that was going to make him famous. People would know about him for years to come. Because she never twigged. Because she didn't look that bright. Mind you, what can you do. Somebody's flying an aircraft and then they lock somebody out. Well, you can't do anything about it, can you? You can't do anything at all. Uh, I was quite pleased about the McCann story in the paper today. It's an exclusive. Because remember last week we told you that... Uh, a senior Scotland Yard media person had said, "Listen, it's about time that we scaled down this operation. It's cost ten million pounds. So it's cost you ten million quid so far. When there are thousands and thousands of other children who go missing every year, they don't have the luxury of the uh, of the resources that the McCanns had. People raised millions of pounds for them. They've got thirty one detectives working on the site, and they're no nearer." They've not arrested anybody. They've not questioned anybody. It's been a total waste of time. And so everybody agreed. Even the columnists were saying the other week, yeah, now's the time. Scale it down. Because they've had millions of pounds. But anyway, they've now said that they're going to plough their own money into the search for their missing daughter if police halt the investigation. What, eight years later you tell us this? Why didn't you say that to start with? Why didn't you say that to start with? I mean, I don't want to be rude against the McCanns. I'm quite sure it must be the most awful thing that can ever happen to you. But when we ran stories on LBC on Wednesday and Thursday, that every day somebody is arrested for leaving their child home alone. Every day somebody is arrested. One woman, only outside a chemist. She left the kiddie in the pram. She went inside to get the prescription, came out, and they were practically writing out a ticket for her. You know, you left your child. I thought, the McCanns went off to eat dinner. Admittedly, it was in, in Portugal. Perhaps they have different rules over there, but the Portuguese police, they're not interested in this. They're really not interested. So they've, they've kind of left it to one side. But now, they say, they will fund it themselves. Lucky they're able to, ladies and gentlemen. Luckily they're able to, because it's, a, it's an awful lot of money that's been pumped into nothing, nothing. Met Police Federation Chairman John Tully says, we no longer have the resources to conduct specialist inquiries all over the world. Because, as I pointed out on the programme, it didn't occur here. It occurred, it, didn't, it occurred in Portugal. So why aren't they doing something about it? Why are we paying for it? Why have we got 31 detectives chasing nothing, chasing rainbows? You know, they might find this, this child again. They might not. Nobody knows, do they? What happened? You might, we might as well all take a good guess. that you know, the fairies came and took her a long time ago because there was no CCTV. You know, why why you'd ever leave a child or three children alone? I've got no idea. I couldn't quite get my head around it. I was talking to somebody the other day, a presenter on LBC, and he said we went out for dinner the other night. I said, did you leave the children? He said, no, we took them with us. I said, pfft, answered your own questions. Answered your own questions there. So uh, I'm pleased that they've decided they're going to fund it themselves and then perhaps we can put the money into... God knows so many other things. Oh, there are lists, and a list as long as your arm. There really is. Oh, good news is, and I'll tell you about this one in one second. Jamie O'Hara has found a replacement for that ex-racist Danielle Lloyd. You remember Danielle Lloyd, don't you? And the Shilpa Shetty and the racism with Jade Goody in the Big Brother house. We never forget Danielle. We never forget. Once a racist, always a racist. Quarter past. Morning, everybody. 6.20 is the time. I say 6.20 because there will be a few numbskulls out there who have forgotten to put the clocks forward. I tell you, I've never seen so many people in London. When I walked in this morning, I thought, I bet they're all tourists and foreigners and they've got no idea that the clocks have gone forward because it's something fairly peculiar to this country. And so they're all out there going, yeah, it's 20 past five, 20 past four, 20 past three. No, 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 it's an hour later, as they'll finally realise when they get back to the hotel and they go to check out and somebody goes, well, there's an extra day gone on there because you've got to check out at the right time. So it really was absolutely chocker out there, really chocker block. So anyway, so uh, Jamie O'Hara, the footy love rat, has found a new girlfriend to replace the uh, the ghastly uh, Danielle Lloyd who then sort of became Danielle O'Hara, and then, then she didn't know what she became, and then she's sort of started wandering back uh, out on the town again. But he's managed to find a new girlfriend. Uh, her name is uh, Elizabeth Tierney. And the good news is, and here's where we all breathed a sigh of relief, she's a lingerie model. I'm so grateful. I was hoping he was going to find somebody who would have been really, really disappointing, like an intellectual person who'd been to university. But no, she's, she's marvellous, Danielle um, no, sorry, Elizabeth. Danielle isn't marvellous. Elizabeth Tierney is marvellous. But the good news is, because she's got lots in common with him, because he's a bit of a bad boy, and luckily, they say, she's not fazed by his reputation. She's used to mixing with footballers. Oh, but she is. Oh, but she is. You know what sort of person she is. She hangs around with footballers because she's a lingerie model. Unfortunately, it isn't till these poor saps of footballers marry them, they suddenly realise what a What a brace of bimbos there are out there who hang around, looking, desperately looking, to try and find some poor footballer that they can latch on to. It's always very interesting. Uh, I will tell you about the worst reality show that's coming up. I'm hoping it's a joke. I'm hoping it's a joke. Because, to be honest with you, it really sounds like just the worst kind of television. And when you hear who it is, you'll be saying exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Uh, Other stories in the papers. Today, the Soccer Leagues of Shame. Leeds, Brum and Man United fans are the worst train yobs. Well, I should imagine they know how to train operates. Do they just get a, ah, 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 a bit like that? The rugby fans are so much more sedate, so much more gentlemanly, so much more in keeping with the real world. The uh, the football fans, I don't know anything about these football fans, but apparently they're absolutely terrible. The, uh, the hooligans are with Chelsea, Sunderland, Everton, Man United and Man City. That's where the hooligans are. And as I say, because I've never even been to a football match, why would you want to go? Can't think of anything worse. Can't think of anything worse. Uh, Other picture of the paper. Oh, here he is. Towie Thug, Dan Osborne, cozying up with a night on the town with his girlfriend at the moment. This is the man who had a a vile online online rant at his ex-girlfriend and threatened all sorts of things. He's still touring with the Dream Boys. I've advised people, ladies, if you're going, to start throwing rotten eggs and tomatoes when he comes on stage and just go, boo, get off, Boo. Why would any ladies want to sit there and watch somebody who's made made awful, awful things against his uh, his ex-girlfriend? And there's a picture of Ed Sheeran. Now I don't, I don't want to be rude. I might have to be. He's not exactly then there when it comes to the looks being handed out, is it? I mean, he's not he's not you know his hair's dropping out. But he's 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 quite sweet and he sings and he's and he's very nice and all the rest of it. But anyway, he split from his uh, from his girlfriend, and um, her name was Athena. But anyway, he um he's found another girlfriend. She's only a lingerie model. She takes her clothes off. <laughs> don't say anything, don't say anything, no, please. Because there's a picture of him coming outside and uh she's she's Victoria's Secret model. I don't is there some agency for these people? Do you go you go can we have a bimbo tonight? Um two Victoria's Secrets or a former page three girl, got them available for you tonight. Anyway, the funny thing is, she's sitting in the back of the car with him. He's obviously had a bit of a sweaty night, so his hair's gone to pieces. Looks like a little bit of cotton hanging in the middle, which is a bit bit difficult. So, you know, get yourself a wig at least, mate. And then she's put her hand over her face. I mean, unless she's married or she's got a boyfriend, what's she doing that for? I mean, had you done your, your makeup or something, you're a Victoria's Secret model. You take all your clothes off. What are you putting your hand over your face for? Don't worry, she'll be selling the story. The, my nights of passion with Ed Sheeran. and <laughs> We lasted 20 minutes. You can see it now, can't you? Oh, he was great. At one point, we plaited his hair for him. Um, the UK's obesity crisis rumbles on and on and on. And now, a salon boss has refused to employ obese hairdressers as she says they ruin her business. Xena Clare reckons three lardy ex staff lied about cancellation so they could sneak off and feast on takeaways. Figures now show Britain has got one and a half million morbidly obese adults. They include 35-stone Barry Cullis, who's not worked since leaving his job in a pet shop in November. Judging by the size of him, looks like he's eaten all the pets. Nine out of ten recruiters admit they wouldn't hire an obese candidate. Why? They're going to die. They're going to have to walk upstairs. they oh, I can't make it, I can't make it. Mum of two, Xena, who comes from Barnsley in South Yorkshire, says I employed three obese girls a few years back. They would write false clients in the appointments books so they didn't have to do anything. They'd use the time off to go to the Chippy or KFC. No! Awful. One day, five packs of caramel biscuits I'd left out were eaten all at once with two litres of fruit juice. I was livid. Well, don't leave biscuits out for them, dear, and fruit juice. Anyway, they started turning up with McDonald's and things like that. It doesn't help people like Barry. Barry is thirty. Eight, he said, I spent hours applying online, but when I do get an interview, I know for a fact I'm crossed off the list as soon as they see me. It doesn't help that he's wearing a pair of shorts. And to be honest with you, if you're as fat as he is, death can only be an option because he's absolutely enormous. He says, It's a vicious cycle. I don't know how big he is actually. I'm trying to find out. I just know that he's, he's big. He says, uh, The longer I spend without a job, the more depressed I get and the more I eat. He comes from south-east London. I mean, I mean, he is big. He is big. It doesn't say, how, oh, 35 stone. That, that's kind of morbidly obese. That's kind of, you know, heart attack waiting to happen. He, accept, he says, I accept. Nobody forced food into my mouth, but everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah, but you're not making any effort, are you, mate? You're not making any effort to sort of lose the weight. You're not making any effort. You're sort of saying, because I apply online... Uh, people don't see you, they just see, you know, you just go, so-and-so, so, can I have a job interview? And they go, yes. And they see him and they go, I don't think so. You know, it's that's the way it's going to go, mate. And so he then gets depressed, so he carries on eating. So it is the vicious circle. What he needs to do is educate himself into accepting less food. She's right. You don't want to employ fatties. You know, I mean, I, I speak as somebody who is overweight. I know I'm overweight. Not as big as 35 stone, though, put it that way. And uh, and I know exactly what I've got to do to lose the weight. He knows what he's got to do, but the trouble is he's, he's now gone beyond that. He's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't quite understand why when you get to that size, you don't realise that. It's like we were talking earlier on because uh, one of the guys who used to work uh, with me at LBC and he's worked with loads of people, Joe Pike, uh, left here to go and work in Scotland some time ago. And he was looking for a partner and he found somebody in Gordon. Now, you know who Gordon is because Gordon has a diary that runs on Ian Dale's programme. He's dying. Gordon's got motor neurons disease. They didn't know this when they started going out. And uh, and it's got progressively worse and worse and worse. It's a debilitating illness. And so I went out with them. Christmas just gone, we went out for breakfast, and uh, Gordon had difficulty walking, sitting down, it was, it was all a terrible strain for him, and I didn't, I didn't realise, because I didn't know enough about motor neurons, and, um, and so they got married yesterday, they got married, Deacon Blue played, they had everybody, it was like a star-studded wedding. And, uh, and, the, and I was invited, unfortunately, because uh, I had this, this programme to do. I couldn't go up there. I know Ian Dale went up there and no doubt he'll be telling you all about that next week on his programme because it was a really, a really good event. We've checked out some of the pictures online. There were all sorts of famous people who went and, uh, and we don't know how long Gordon's got left because there is no cure motor neurons it's kind of once somebody tells you you've got it it just takes over your body and it's it's an absolutely awful thing so i was delighted when they announced at short notice that we're going to get married and they've got nice pictures out there and uh, we just keep up you know you hope for the miracle don't you you hope for that miracle that might happen if it doesn't happen then it doesn't happen but people face up to all sorts of things so every week on ian dale's program gordon does this this diary but it's the diary of a person who's dying If I was in a similar situation, I would do exactly the same on this programme. Whether they'd let me, I don't know, is another matter. I would. I'd be boring people senseless, I'm afraid. I'd be going, today, really bad day. Really bad day. Wasn't allowed to have Kentucky Fried Chicken. LBC News time. It's
0: 6.30. Steve Allen on LBC.
1: 25 to 7 is the time Britain's most ridiculous parents are in the uh, the sun today. I think we've read about him before. He's one of these uh, presenters you've never heard of. Uh who is um uh, he's a wheeler dealer on some program on the television I've never heard of him. But anyway, he's obviously settled down with this this girl and um for their two children they have bought so far 6000 outfits. I mean, Admittedly, you know, if you want to portray yourself as being really stupid in this day and age, then they, they've gone down the classic route. You know, I'd have thought she'd have spent more money maybe having her makeup done professionally, and he would have done something better with his outfits. But never mind, there they are. Uh, and as they quite rightly say, uh, it's their money, they can do what they like with it. Yeah, but it's when you go in the paper and talk about it, you make yourself look a bit stupid. So what have they blown so far? Toys from Toys R Us, £2,000. Uh, a day nanny. Hundred and fifty pounds a day, a night nanny as well. Oh, not even looking after your own children now. So you sort of pass them on to somebody. Two mamaroo bouncers I don't know what they are. Six hundred pounds. His and hers crystal encrusted baby bottles one thousand six hundred pounds. Yeah, it's okay if they want to spend, you know, and buy this this garbage, then that's fine. Baby shower including night cub hire, ten grand. Cribs. Fifteen hundred pound each. Silver Cross pram fourteen hundred and fifty. Uh, then they've got BB car car seats four hundred pounds. Electric baby Range Rovers seven hundred pounds. Forty pairs of shoes each. Uh, They're babies. They're babies. They've sort of uh, mercifully one of them's asleep. Thank God. I mean to live through embarrassing parents. Cashmere coats three hundred pounds. Other outfits twelve thousand five hundred. Cashmere socks. £20 pounds each, that's £400 pounds they've got there. Three bespoke or rare teddy bears, 1200 Obviously not that rare, pal. Uh, Louis Vuitton changing bag, 1250 And the first birthday party cost £20,000. So that, in total, is about 109000 I mean, to be honest with you, they're as stupid as they look. They can't help it, you know. And the only reason they're stupid is because they decide to go in the papers and tell people about it. You know, if you're that dim and that thick, why wouldn't you keep it quiet? Made yourself look really dim, but there you go. There they are, most ridiculous parents. And that was probably putting it politely by the uh, by the son today. Ridiculous parents. Oh, I'm a member. Did I tell you I'm a member of the Loose Women book club? Oh, tell you about that one later. How did that happen? How did Steve Allen get to be a member of the Loose Women book club? which I like. Uh, Rowley says, we've heard through the Petrolheads Old Boys Network. James Nesbitt could be a contender for Top Gears. Uh, Well, they're actually axing the programme. You know that the programme's going to be axed, don't you? I'm I'm hoping I'm not telling you anything that the BBC haven't announced yet. Oh, they haven't announced it. They're going to rename it. It's going to be renamed. And they're going to call it something different. To be honest with you, it's not going to have the appeal that it had with the last three. Seriously, it's not. It, re- it just really isn't because they were the programme. I'd be mortally disappointed. I'm hoping that they, they bring back Hammond and, and James May. Although secretly, I don't think they'd want to do it without their without their friend. As a mother of two, says Nicola, I can't understand why the McCann's left their children that night. And where did they get all the money? Um, it was donated. They, they set up um, an appeal thing and the public donated millions. Absolutely donated millions. How much they spent of it, I don't know. At one point, they seemed to be wandering down any old alley and the money was disappearing faster than you could shake a stick at it. And so that's when they obviously decided, wait a minute, we've got to rethink this. So off they went and they had a chat to David Cameron, as you remember. And David Cameron, of course, unfortunately being caught on camera, uh, had to sort of promise them that he would do all he could. And he has. They've got 31 detectives working on the McCann's case. 31 dedicated detectives. And, as I say, they've achieved nothing. They've been over there. I as I say, it didn't happen here. If it happened here, you might have had some, some sort of inkling, some clue. But it happened in Portugal. Half the detectives never even been to Portugal. So they've had to go over there. And they've taken dogs and they've taken special equipment. Nothing. Nothing. Not a peanut. Not a whisper. Nobody's seen anything. You know, they came up with all, all the usual things. I mean, of course, for ages, we might have been barking down the wrong road. They were going, of course, there were paedophiles around at the time. Well, how do you know it was a paedophile that took the child? You don't know anything at all. We know nothing. We don't know whether or not she dug an escape tunnel and got out. You know, we don't know. You have no idea. But they were all, all going all the time. Well, of course, you know, a pedophile's taken her. Gypsies were in the area. They took her. We don't know anything. This is pure guesswork. Pure guesswork. It might as well have sort of said the circus was in town and she was a new acrobat. They've got no idea. So pure guesswork. You know, whatever happened, you don't leave children by themselves while well, you disappear off to the other side of a site to go and have dinner. I mean, I'd obviously, prior to Luce isn't as safe as maybe we like to think it is. Uh, somebody was talking about uh, Prince Charles having a right to privacy. Oh, I can't wait to read the letters. Cannot wait to read the letters. Cool, can you imagine what he writes? Today's been a dreadful day. They put up a new building. I don't like Tate Modern. You can see that kind of thing happening, can't you? Over the years, lots of members of the royal family have written. But how influential was he with people? How influential? That's the interest. That's what I want to know. I want to know exactly how influential. Has Prince Charles managed to get things changed? Interesting. Uh, did you read the article about Elton John's mother hiring an Elton John lookalike? Uh Says Jack. She thinks that Ed Sheeran is gorgeous. Mm, Yeah, Okay. (laughs) Might have to do a rain check on that one. And uh, she has caught up with Towie yesterday. They all seem to be getting a bit broody. Well, two of them have fallen out. I think Gemma Collins was crying again, but then Gemma Collins only has to look in the mirror, only to burst into tears. I think the two two gay boys in the series have uh, started arguing. Bobby, no friends, Cole Norris, or whatever his name is, the one who does look like Ming the Merciless. And uh, the other one in there, Vaz, or something, short for... Short for vows, I suppose. Anyway, uh, the Mind, Body and Soul Fair is in uh, Caterham at the Ark. They've got all sorts of things there, psychic readings and holistic stuff. And I think that's where uh, where we're going to find Jan, I think, later on. I'm going to the fair. Not this week. I'm going to go for Easter. I love an Easter fair. And there'll be a big one at Hampton Court, George Irving's uh, company. We'll be taking a big fair. It's always a big fair. And provided the weather's nice, please God, the weather's going to be nice. Unlike today, which uh, they tell us the weather is going to be awful. It's going to be very wet and very windy and very blustery. And then there's going to be some some nice sunshine. And then there's going to be more bad weather, I'm afraid. More bad weather. Uh, Daily Star this morning. We like to wish for I'll tell you later how I'm a member of the Loose Women Book Club. Can't wait to tell you this one. Uh, the Daily Star on Sunday, they reckon that Louis Walsh is set to be axed from the show. Uh, Robbie Williams in line for the judge's job. Oh, God, you can't put Robbie Williams on there. He's mad as a fruitcake. I mean, he really is mad as a fruitcake. He's, I mean, you can't put him on there. He'd be off with. The trouble is, where you get somebody who's bigger than the panel then it, it goes pear-shaped, and then we'll, we'll lose all, all sense of the occasion. So, no, definitely not him. In fact, why don't we just have members of the public on there? You know, people being honest, people being truthful, not people sitting there trying to build a career. God, dear. Everybody's so obsessed with being on the television these days. Lucy Mecklenburg, she's got a boyfriend. This is the, the rather naughty Lewis Smith. She met while competing on that uh, BBC reality show that died, Tumble. And, uh, and anyway, she's she'll be going out with uh, with Lewis. That'll be nice. So expect to see nude pictures of her plastered over the internet in about five minutes. That's what he tends to do, isn't it? What do they talk about? She's as thick as a brick. And he's not the most intelligent person I've ever seen on the television. Uh, Danny Dyer is to follow in George Clooney's footsteps by splurging on a luxury wedding in Italy. Lovely. This is the wedding his, his girlfriend forced him into. And Angie Best apparently is uh, going to be on Strictly Come Dancing. Uh the first wife of the late footy legend George has signed a big money deal. BBC bosses have been trying to persuade her to take part for years. What for? And she be- 99% of people listening at the moment won't even have the faintest idea who she is. Why on earth would they want to put her on the pro? And they've been after her for years. Well, wh- why has why she only said yes now? Run out of money? I don't know. A show source says Judy Murray went down a storm on last year's series. She was an irritant. She was very annoying and very irritating. And bosses think Angie will be perfect with the show's older viewers. Oh, dear God. She's the mum of Callum Best. God, we're bored with him. Imagine two of them, two boring people. They also say that um, uh, insiders are expecting her to do well on the show after spending years working as a fitness guru for Cher and Sharon Stone. Oh, two enormous names, aren't they, from the ARC? God, blimey, it sounds boring already, doesn't it? And uh, who's this? This is uh, Sasha. Sasha. OK, I'm going to throw a name at you. Sasha Simone. Anybody? Anybody? You can hear echo, can't you? Echo, echo, echo. Sasha Simone? No? No, I've never heard of her either. Apparently, I couldn't face my life. I was, I was crying and drinking, but now I can hold my head high. Who is she? No idea. Apparently, she's on The Voice. She became hooked on booze after her mental health struggles left her suffering. Is every single person who ever appears on the television. Have they all got some sort of mental health issues? Is this where they go to? They go, OK, you've got mental health issues. Uh, go on The Voice. Go on The X Factor. If you've got a parent who's died, go on The X Factor. If you're just a normal person with nothing at all, it's a bit dull. I mean, to be honest with you, she sounds like a bit of a loose cannon here. But she says, I've I've still got some demons. Whoa, enough already. Enough already. Oh, that's her. Oh, my God. I've never even heard of her. But there again, nobody's watching The Voice, are they? They've hemorrhaged three million people. They might as well just axe. Just put it out to pasture. It'll make it so much easier. There's no point embarrassing everybody. They go, oh, you know, the voice is still on television. People go, is it? Is it? Uh, Louis Walsh will be axed from this year's show in a dramatic plan to revamp the series. That's not going to help. Louis Walsh is about the only one. I mean, admittedly, we might have to coax him into saying a few other phrases like, You're rubbish. I'd quite like to hear Louis Walsh saying that. You know, we don't want to hear him saying anymore, you really nailed that, you made that song your own, you're going to be a big star because none of them have been. And uh, Simon Cowell needs to kick off uh, Cheryl Spagbol, Vassini, Versace, Knee uh, Tweedy. Needs to get rid of her. She's, she's of no use to the panel whatsoever. But it's uh, way, you'd be simpler having a stuffed toy sitting on there. Seriously, that could be just as exciting because she contributes nothing. She doesn't know anything about music. What's the point of putting her on there? ridiculous. And then I saw Michelle Keegan on Chatty Man Show. More exciting person on there was Troy the Magician. Michelle Keegan just sat there playing with somebody else's hair. Sorry, admittedly it was stuck onto her head. But uh, they say she's going to be the sexiest soap star forever. I know, they're funny. They never say how bad her acting is. They just go, sexiest soap star. Quarter to sell.
0: Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, 11 minutes to uh, 7. Harry and Nile set to go solo. As predicted on this programme, I said that now one has gone from one direction and it's not made the slightest difference. In fact, as you know, uh, Simon Cowell said, you know, they'll be much better as a four-piece, uh, indicating that, you know, every, everybody's replaceable and they've not even bothered replacing him. So they'll just go out as a four-piece. They'll sound exactly the same as they did before, which means that it doesn't actually make any difference whether they can sing or whether they can't sing. And they've said that Harry and Nile. Uh, and, and Zane as well have big contracts with Psycho already lined up on the table. Well, Psycho is Simon Cowell's company which owns them lock, stock and two smoking barrels at the moment. So in other words, I mean, you don't think Zane would be allowed to leave the group and go off and record with Warner Brothers, do you? Of course not. He's owned by Psycho. Psycho probably got him under contract for years and years to make sure that, you know, if, if he left and he, he had any talent at all, which I think highly unlikely, uh, then they would have a piece of the action. And exactly the same for Harry and Niall. So they're, what, what they're doing is looking at the ones who they think might be able to do something. And they say, well, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a psycho contract for that. But they're under psycho contracts at the moment. So, in fact, this actually doesn't mean anything at all. Over in, uh, over in Towie, yes, the cars get older, the stories get lamer, the cars some of them get limper and limper. And now we've had the Towie tiff, Vaz J. Morgan... And Bobby Norris. Bobby's the peculiar one in the show that uh, sets, you know, gay rights back about 500 years. But uh, they've had a bit of a, a bit of a falling out, a bit of a tiff, a bit of hand handbags at dawn because um, apparently Vaz had, a, had a, a, a sort of a breakdown with Lauren Poppy uh, after he admitted that he didn't want to be gay. He didn't like being gay at all, which didn't go down too well with Bobby who unfortunately is so gay, he couldn't ever go back anyway at all. And so Vaz uh, and him used to get on, now they don't. Well, in fact, Vaz, I would look on that as a bonus. You don't want to be hanging around any time soon with poor Bory, Bobby, an embarrassment to just about everybody, I'm afraid. I mean, really is just gross. Gross. So, uh, anyway, but it's only a TV programme, OK? It's not real. It's just a TV programme. It's just messing around, you know. I mean, sh- you know, they, they really aren't that dim, I promise you. Honestly, you know, they, they really aren't as thick as they come over on the programme, most of them. Um, the other stories which are doing the, uh, the rounds of the papers today um, is the worst reality show in living memory coming to a screen near you. You wait till I tell you what it is. You will literally be reaching for the sick bag, I'm afraid. It's, I mean, even I couldn't believe it. I'm assuming it's some sort of ghastly joke but we'll find out a little bit later on. It did make, it's only made one of the papers but uh, you'll have to uh, cast your my back plus I'll tell you how I've managed to get myself onto the Loose Women book club and I've got the first book the first book it's the one that uh, Colleen Nolan has picked and it's and I've opened it it's got words inside it's not I thought it was a colouring book but no 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 it's actually a reading book read it and and the and the writing is it's quite big the writing you know there are more than six words on a page so it's obviously up to her usual standard and you wait till I tell you who sent it to me that's all coming up on the programme this morning. Uh, plus, uh, Sarah Jane in frame for Dermot Job. I do hope not. I do hope not. Uh, apparently, uh, everybody likes her. Simon Cowell is looking to replace him with her. I thought they'd already decided it, it was Ollie Mers, who can't make up his mind whether he's a presenter or a sort of a singer. I don't know. But anyway, um, he, uh, he gave her a big break on the show. Apparently, she's won over viewers. And Simon, is looking for somebody fresher... Well, that's the last thing she is. is fresh. She's over 30. She can't be fresh at over 30. She's, she, she's sort of... She's just a little bit trying too hard. Somebody says she's perfect and is up there with one or two others to get the big job. What's big about the job? The big job is surely being on the panel. That's the, that's the rubbish job, isn't it? Kelly Brook has been given a boost in a bid to crack Hollywood. Writers have been recruited to pen a script for a second series of the flop she's in at the moment. What's the point? Why waste money? Why waste money? Axe it now. Let her go back to serving burgers. It's easier for her. doesn't have to concentrate too much, does she, really? Uh, here's the house hunting. Zane and Perry. Uh, Louis ready to quit, they say. And here is the house. It's a mansion. And it's in Wellin. It's not a mansion at all. It's, it's a modern, naff-looking... To be honest with you, I was surprised when they said it carried a £2 million price tag. I would have thought about 600000 I've never seen anything so rubbish Obviously, it's obviously been on somebody's books for a while and they're trying to shift it. So they're sort of... Um, it's, it's difficult to know whether or not he is in fact moving into it uh, or not. It's a mock Tudor mansion. It's its not a mansion and there's nothing mock Tudor about it. It doesn't even look mock Tudor. If this is what passes as mock Tudor in Wellin, I'd check out the estate agents round there because their uh, their descriptions of houses are almost laughable. Laughable. £2 million for this pile of rubbish. Dear God in heaven, it looks like a, some a child of seven has put it together. Looks horrible, horrible, horrible. Anyway, I'm sure he likes it. Perhaps in his little world, this is probably known as Cl- Mock Tudor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we used to live in a Mock Tudor house. Ours looked more Mock Tudor than theirs did. Uh, also, here's uh, a picture. Oh, look, it's Catherine Tilsley. We haven't seen her out in the town for ages and ages. Uh, I think she was in. Coronation Street and then I think she came out to have a baby because she had advisedly got herself pregnant and luckily she's now got her own photographer which she had before so when they go out they can take a picture and send it into the paper and so here she is um, um, pushing the pram all by her little lonesome not, not a friend in the world apart from the photographer who took the picture and look, little Frank Lampard is out with hiya Christine Bleakley and where are they they're in New York perhaps they'll stay there That'd be nice. I don't the, don't think she's got anything to come back here for, is she, any time soon? And little Frank, who I think is going to be a guest on Chatty Man next week, uh, little Frank, known as Polly Pocket, and they're looking at a flat, and it rents at ninety-five thousand dollars a month. And, well, you can get a much better place for that sort of price, much better place. I mean, I'm looking at this one here, and um, he's, he's he's clutching the floor plan. That's uh, which is great. They say it's a luxury apartment, and they've said it's ninety-five. That where is it actually? It's Manhattan. And I'm trying to find it because I was only looking at, uh, at New York the other day for 25 million pounds, about 60, 25 million dollars, about 16 million pounds. You can get a, a five story townhouse in New York in the best part of town. Old Lampard and uh, Christine, she's still his fiance. It's so sweet, isn't it? Isn't they going to get married? Do we care? No, not really. It'll be done through OK magazine, so you know it'll be tacky. Actually, I was reading the other day about Michelle Keegan's forthcoming wedding. and We can't wait for that to happen. I mean, should finally stop talking about the blooming thing. And they, they've decided they're going to do pie and mash for their wedding. Or failing that. Oh, sorry. What was it? Pie and mash or fish and chips for the northern people. Fish and chips. Where are they coming from? I have never anything like it. And pie and mash. They're from Essex. One of them is from Essex. They don't do pie and mash in Essex. That's in the East End. What are they trying to do? What are they latching onto the East Enders for? They're not East End. Dear me, I don't know anything about that thing. That's dreadful, isn't it? And also fish and chips, because that's what northern people eat all the time. Pfft. I don't think they do. Have you been to some of these places up north? They've actually got restaurants with knives and forks now. You know, and, and sort of, it's chips and gravy up there. They don't do fish. They have chips with gravy on or filling in that curry sauce. And also, there's no. it sounds really down market, this wedding, doesn't it? It's been sold to a magazine, so you know it's going to be a little bit tacky. And uh, there'll be loads of people there that they don't know, but that's always quite funny. I like things like that. makes 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 me smile just a little. Oh, it's another picture of really good-looking Ed Sheeran. Do you know what he looks like? He looks like one of the monsters out of that uh, Carry On Screaming film where they, they sort of walk along and Kenneth... Williams goes, Frying tonight! And Ed Sheeran looks like one of them out of there. He's got tattoos up his arms, but it, it doesn't make him look butch, and the hair's a bit odd. But it's this Victoria's Secret model. Oh, don't take my picture, don't take my picture. I'm very famous, I'm very famous. I'm going out with Ed Sheeran, I'm going out with Ed Sheeran. Don't laugh, don't laugh. That's great, isn't it? And her, her name is... um I don't know. I don't know. But they went to a burger bar in the Aussie city. Oh, real class. How lovely. I might take it out for dinner, darling. Oh, it's Ed It's going to be somewhere really, really super, isn't it? It's going to be really caviar and everything. Burger bar? Are you serious? Oh, well, for the sake of my publicity in the future, I'll have to go for it. And what's abandoned and untouched? Apart from Christo. Uh, no, in the paper today, the haunting house of Peach's Geldof. They've, they've gone to the house... It's deserted. Absolutely deserted. And um, it used to look like the entrance of a bustling family home. It's overgrown and uh, run down and, uh, and nothing's going on there. It's a, it's a little bit sad, really. A bit sad. Thomas um, move, moved out of the, uh, the property and clearly visible in the conservatory piles of Peaches' belongings waiting to be moved untouched for a year. But they've obviously gone in there and they've just taken pictures of it. It's even sadder, isn't it? I mean, if they own the house, shouldn't they just get it on the market as quick as possible and try and put that behind them? I mean, unless, of course, the police are still still searching the house and still still looking through it, because that's where she died. It's very tragic, whichever way you look at it, isn't it? Uh, Carol Malone says Cheryl Bernandes-Vassini has been moaning that she has to pay a lot of tax, which means she must be earning a lot of money. So what is her problem? The problem is she thinks that she's something she's not, Carol. You and I know that. You know that she's not the person that she knows. She's trying to move out of the gutter and unfortunately the gutter won't let go of her. So she's kind of stuck there. So, you know, she appears on programmes trying to look as though she's elevated herself. But in fact, she hasn't. So yeah. and I think she gets a little bit angry that people treat her as if she's some sort of chav which she is and and she wants to try and forget some of the past misdemeanours that she's had like being drunk oh dear so sorry It's my phone (laughs) and it's turned off as well how does this phone make noises it's ridiculous it's LBC coming up very shortly the news at 7 o'clock if you've remembered to put your clock forward this morning which I hope you have the worst reality show in living memory coming to a screen near you the killer pilot who fears that he was going blind mind you they're all saying now aren't they oh he said this he said that he apparently had relationship problems. Awful. Uh, Jezza Clarkson, set to present the Oz shows. Dermot O'Dreary, dropped from the X Factor. Or did he walk? Who knows? Uh, Stephen Gerrard has moved into this new Malibu mansion. It's a bit naff. And um, Russ's Revolutionary Cafe, revolting. The top doctor who says don't stigmatise depression and killer drivers to face life in prison. This is LBC. I'm Steve Allen. News is next.
0: This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC, text 84850, Steve Allen on LBC.
1: Morning, every Sunday morning, clocks have gone forward. You fall forward, and so that's why it's five past seven very nearly. Uh, of course, if you haven't done your clocks, it's... Uh, it's still five past six, so don't worry too much about it, but i promise probably you need to change them later on today. Uh, Dermato Leary dropped from the X Factor, or was he? It's all a bit confusing, actually. I'm not too sure either way. I'm now a member of the Loose Women Book Club. Very exciting. Uh, the killer pilot who fears that he was going blind. These planes fly themselves, though, don't they? Angie Best to feature on Strictly Come Dancing. That's Callum's mother. Doesn't get much worse, does it? Uh, the Swedish beauty who's told of bedding Zayn Malik and the McCanns have said they will fund the hunt for Madeline. So that's good news. All of that in your texts and emails. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk It is today the um, Young Magicians of uh, the Year, the final of the Young Magician of the Year at the Magic Circle. So good luck to everybody taking part in that. Having seen uh, Troy, the Magician of on uh, Chatty Man last night. He was very good. The trouble is you do that. I'm I'm such an old cynic when it comes to magic. I watch it and I watched him starting to do a trick and I went, oh, I know this trick. (laughs) You know, there's always something you know about it. The moment a magician goes, here's here's a pack of cards. I go, now, where are we going with this one? So anyway, so the final of Young Magician of the Year today at the world-famous Magic Circle will be fantastic. I think actually as well, uh, somebody told me that Italia Conte are doing something today. The, uh, the very, very famous, as you know, uh, theatrical place where people go and train to be actors and everything else. And I think they're doing it. I think it's their Saturday school, doing Oliver. So there you go. So good luck to the staff and cast of Italia Conte's Saturday school with Oliver. You know that uh, Matthew Bourne is going to be doing, I think, Oliver. They're going to be doing Oliver the film and... Uh, or is it the stage show? Is it Oliver? St- I don't know. Whatever he's doing, he's doing the choreography. So it's not firmed up yet, but I think it. Uh, I think it's it's certainly on the uh, on the cards. And you know how good Matthew Bourne is. He's going to be with us next week for in conversation. Amelia Fox and George Benson. You can hear this evening at nine o'clock on LBC or eight o'clock, depending on whether you, whether you bothered to put your clocks uh, forward, which you have to do. Other stories in the papers for today. Oh look, a rare outing for Denise Van Alten. She went to the Dubai World Cup horse race. What, was she taking part or something? What's that? Denise Van Outen goes to a horse race. What does she know about horse racing? It's so odd, isn't it? Everybody goes to Dubai now. I'm so glad I don't go to Dubai. (laughs) Everybody goes there. Uh, Also, uh, Peter Stringfellow, as he says, my secret battle with lung cancer. Uh, Peter's going to be a father again, I believe, at the age of, I think, 74. So he went to hospital, have his uh, prostate checked. And they found it, so uh, that was good news. Everything caught in time. Uh, David Beckham, out in L.A. Does he just go to L.A. with his photographer and then walk about Notting Hill with his photographer, just have a picture taken? You don't see many pictures of him and Victoria because they have separate lives now. She's busy, you know. I mean, I'm assuming at some point... I'm only guessing, but I'm assuming at some point their lives will actually come together and they'll sit down on the porch rocking backwards and forwards in their sort of rocking chairs and that'll be it, or they doomed for the rest of their life and are we going to hear stories about him and you'll never hear stories about her. Nobody's ever going to be going, poor, Victoria Beckham, because nobody looks at her like that at all, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk, which will weave everything in. Kevin O'Sullivan talking about uh, the free ride. This is for BBC Two. A couple of comedians on a publicly funded holiday. They all do it, though, don't they? Everybody does it. Uh, also to um, world-class windbag, he says. John Snow for Channel Boar's endless coverage of Richard III's re Wasn't that the most boring thing you've ever seen in your entire life? A set of old bones have been reburied again. Who cares? Frankly, they should have left him under the car park. Would have been a lot easier for everybody. And, um, and uh, overrated inside number nine... Uh, plus, faux-friendly Greg Wallace calling women mate on Masterchef. One of the... I think Karen Malone says, does anybody actually like Greg Wallace? This is after John Turode was asked if he'd ever do Strictly. He said, only if my career was on the slide. That kind of sums it up, really. So, I don't think anybody likes Greg Wallace. I don't think Greg Wallace likes Greg Wallace, but he doesn't seem... Has he called women mate? That's very ghastly, isn't it? Somebody called me mate the other day in, in Iceland. All right, mate. What? What? Neil Diamond's touring, Art Garfunkel is touring, Gilbert O'Sullivan is touring, and Brian Wilson is touring. It's, but My God, they're all touring. Plus, take that, or as I prefer to call them, that naff threesome now. It's not quite the same, is it, when you think, you know, there used to be five, and then four, and now three. Perhaps, perhaps they'll just come down to a beat combo, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Armand is out touring, Lulu Santana, S Club 7, do me a favour, please... Don't stop grooving to the disco, disco beat. I think they had their day a long time ago. And they've actually dragged poor old Paul Catamole out. I mean, dear Lord above. I mean, honestly, he looked unfit when he was in them last time. Ella Henderson's touring as well. I've never known a time that people are, are touring so much. Mark Armand is um, going all over from uh, the new Brighton Floral Provinion all the way to Basingstokes Anvil. Santana are doing the O2. Lulu is Salford and Sheffield and Birmingham and Nottingham. And take that to doing Manchester Arena. They've sold out quite a number of shows. In fact, most of the shows are sold out because I think the uh, the fans are quite good and no doubt he'll have some new tunes to write. Art Garfunkel just needs to stand there and sing Bridge Over Troubled Water and I'll stand there and clap till the cows come home. Nickelback, I don't know anything about. I've heard of them, I don't know anything about them. And Neil Diamond, I mean, just amazing. This is uh, July coming up this year. Uh, I've got Neil Diamond doing Hot August Night. Very good indeed. Gilbert O'Sullivan and his band. He is good. I think he still features on the In Conversation list. We've still got him. I think he's, uh, he's still on there. We recorded him some time ago. And then I was just looking at uh, at the V Festival. My God, everybody's on that one, including Tom Jones. Tom Jones is on there as well, which is amazing. Brandon Flowers. John Barrowman's touring. Uh, 24th of May at the Palladium. Simple Minds. And uh, How No Brain Co. This is Brown's Boys with Brendan O'Carroll. Such a good interview for us for In Conversation. And uh, he's touring as well. Sunday People Day, Elton's hurt at Mother's Betrayal. Zane quit One Direction after Mother's Advice. So they say. So they say, because I'm not too sure what is what is the, uh, the truth on that one. Uh, plus, in a flat full of drugs, he hid dark secrets to keep alive the flying dream. This is the deliberate crash. The man who killed 150 people. Uh, either an act of... Deep, deep depression, or we don't know. He said nothing. As he was crashing the plane, he said nothing at all. Uh, There's also uh, Katie Hopkins' attack on Ed's wife. Gas her jibe at Labour chief whose Jewish parents fled Nazi murderers. You can always always guarantee Katie Hopkins will say something that's going to upset somebody somewhere. Zayn Malik, apparently, they now call tormented in the paper. Tormented by what? What, because the press went, who's that girl you're holding? Who's that girl you're holding hands with? Is that being tormented? I don't know. Maybe perhaps, you you know, the, there was that rumour that he's on the wacky-backy some time ago. And, of course, if you are, you become a little bit paranoid, don't you? He turned his back on One Direction after begging his mum for advice. You have to remember, of course, he is only 22. He is only 22. And, um, you know, obviously he can't look after himself because people go, gosh, you're really grown up, aren't you? You're
0: not just a little boy.
1: And that's exactly how it turned out, I'm afraid. So he poured his heart out to his mum, who's a former dinner lady, and uh, finally she told him, you've made us all proud, now follow your heart. God, he's 22, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? But apparently it's his mum's decision, and he's planning his next music career as a concert promoter in Ibiza. Oh, right, lovely. A source revealed Zane is incredibly close to his mum. She's been his guiding light and he respects her massively. Oh. She and his dad, Yasser, raised him and his three sisters on very little money, but they were always happy and wanted for nothing oh. it' kind of breaks your heart doesn 't it really? But the good news is that um, that Zane, who 's worth fifteen million pounds, has just treated his uh, his family to a two hundred and eighty thousand pound home in bradford 's Oh, that's nice, isn't it? He's got 15 million. And so the family that gave him everything, he spent 280,000 on. You tight-fisted so-and-so. Is that all you can manage, is it, Zane? Mind you, have got to be careful with the 15 million, less 280,000, because you never know where your next job's coming from. Uh, apparently, on the People's Panel, you all back the gay wedding law. Good, that's fine, that's fine. Elton John, his fury after his mum reveals the truth behind the feud. He hasn't talked to her for seven years, but he pays her bills. I think that's always sad, isn't it? When, sort of... People fall out, and especially when it's it's uh, mother and child. Mother and child. We know that Elton could probably be the biggest pain in the rear end, and I'm sure his mother is quite feisty too, but it's always difficult. Somebody just needs... You know, if she dropped dead tomorrow, would he feel guilty? I don't know. Who knows about it? But uh, he, did, um, he did get an honorary honour, Elton, some years ago at the Royal Academy of Music with his mum, stepdad Fred, and uh, David, his mum and David were kept well apart. Which is a shame, really. Don't go breaking my heart. Oh, and Katie Piper's back in hospital, so we wish her the very best of luck. She's gone in uh, complications here from a throat operation, uh, which has led to severe weight loss. And believe you me, Katie Piper does not lead to have severe weight loss. So, uh, so good luck to her for that. I will tell you about my, um, my free book that arrived the other day. I'm now part of the Loose Women Book Club. I'm so exciting. I've been enrolled. Who's enrolled me? I'll tell you in a moment. Time check. Yeah. Morning, everybody. Nineteen minutes past seven, and uh, you can uh, join Ian Collins tonight at ten. He begins his brand new talk show. Uh, all the big issues, essential listening. So, Ian Collins at ten only on LBC, and that uh, that kicks off this evening. Other stories in the papers today. I must tell you a little bit later on about this this uh, reality show. I'm hoping it's a joke. I'm seriously hoping it's going to be a joke. I felt a bit sorry for what. Before I tell you about the, uh, the Loose Women Book Club, <laughs> there's a, a story of a punter called George Gran who was furious. He went to the bookies to go and collect what he thought was his win of £285,000. That's what he thought he'd won. And he was told no, it's just £19. Kind of like a bit, bit gutted, would you not think so? Postman George was convinced he'd won £285,284.85 pence from a six-fold football accumulator bet. But when he went to William Hill's branch in Strutton Ground, which is just down from Victoria, uh, staff refused to pay out, claiming they'd given him the wrong odds. The previous day, George put a £5 accumulator bet on Juventus at odds of 1-6, to six, standard liege 17-2, to two, uh I can't pronounce half of these teams anyway it goes all the way through staff said he'd been wrongly given the away team odds on 5 of the 6 bets the correct odds should have been 1 to 6 2 to 9 4 to 9 4 to 9 1 to 5 and uh, 1 to 10 so george goes to the independent betting adjudication service they sympathized but did not rule against william hill's refusal to pay out george said I'm pretty annoyed if i make a mistake i pay but when they make a mistake they don't a William Hill, William Hill spokesman said the error was clearly evident. They don't like paying out, do they? Have you noticed, bookmakers, they're more than happy to take the money in, but they hate it when they've got to pay out. Oh, God, we've got to pay out on this one. Oh, it's been dreadful at the National. Oh, awful, awful, awful. So anyway, so a book arrives the other day. I'm very excited. I, I, I like a book arriving, because I, I, like, uh, I like reading books. And uh, and this one is called The Girl on the Train. It's by Paula Hawkins. And I thought, that sounds a bit familiar. That sounds a bit familiar. I've heard of this, but why have I heard of this book before? The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. And then, and so I tip the the, uh, the little bag out, and out comes a note. It says, Dear Steve, please accept my enrolment of you in the Loose <laughs> Women Book Club. Judging by the number of shower heads you're buying on your journey home, it sounds like you need a distraction. Try our first book, chosen by Colleen, and even has words inside. Best wishes, Martin Frizell. Now, Martin is the... Is it executive producer, Martin? I can't remember. But anyway, whatever he is, he's he's the boss of Loose Women. Now, he used to work at LBC. Years and years ago, Martin and I were together. Although we could stand I would know him. But he probably wouldn't recognise me now. Well, I don't know. He might do, actually. And uh, we worked together in Gough Square um, in about the 1980s. The early days of LBC. Then he went on. He was a, a reporter for IRN. And he went on. I can remember his Mac to this day. That wasn't his... Apple Mac. This is his Mac used to wear. It was like a sort of a brown. Effect. I can picture it now. I can absolutely picture it now. And uh, of course, he's uh, he's married to Fiona Phillips. And so for years, he used to look after TVAM, GMTV, all that kind of stuff and did it and then left and then turned up at Loose Women. And now he's sending out free books. There's no end to the excitement, Martin, but I, I like the, uh, the line, chosen by Colleen, and even has words inside, exclamation mark. Thank you very much indeed for that. I'm very grateful. I'll let you know what, what the shower heads are like. I'm not too sure I need to, actually. I had an obsession with shower heads. You know why? And the other day I went out and I bought another one. I've had shower heads that light up before now, and, uh, and I've got the, the latest shower heads coming through, and then I've got various other things. Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, the BBC's new roadshow, The Getaway Car, it's called. Um, with Dermot O'Dreary. I don't know why. I don't know why they think you're putting him on there. He's not very very telly-friendly. I know they put him on telly, but I don't think he's that telly-friendly. The other story, the NHS giving a girl aged 12 an anti-smoking spray, and then she goes round school. Um, uh, She sort of did it as a prank, unfortunately. 20 of them fell ill. Why on earth? Why would the NHS... Give a 12-year-old girl an anti-smoking spray, apart from, obviously, to stop her smoking. A little bit worrying, isn't it? I think that's very worrying, that they would do do things like that. I don't even know what an anti-smoking spray is. I'm assuming you just sort of spray it in your mouth, and then you... uh, And it sort of makes you stop... makes you stop smoking. Well, that's... you know, if you want to stop smoking, you will stop smoking. If you don't want to stop smoking, you won't stop smoking. So where is... oh, here we go. Wait for this one. This, I mean, this you will not believe... Stand by for a Keeping Up With The Kardashian-style reality TV series about... Who do you think? Who would really be on my list of people that I really would not want to see on the television, in the newspapers? No, not Jordan, not Kerry Katona, no, no, no. Karen Danzuk and her dreary husband, apparently, have been asked to do an at-home with the Danzoks, Karen told uh, the social diary in the Daily Mail... Uh, She says, but don't expect shots of the 31-year-old shopping in boutiques. It'll show me an Aldi, she reveals. I love their smoked meats and carver. God, it sounds as boring as she is already. Let's cancel it already, shall we? Let's just not bother. You know, nobody's interested in the Queen of Selfies, the very plain Karen, who's, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at, me. Look at my boobs. Here's me and look at my... B-. And it's just dreary. No, I'm sorry, that one's not working for me at all. Not working for me at all. So uh, disappear, please, very, very quickly. Very boring. And here it is the leading role that's crowned the career of some of Hollywood's finest actresses. Apparently, Beyoncé is now set to follow in the footsteps of Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand by taking on, wait a minute, another remake of A Star is Born. Now, I remember the Judy Garland one. Uh, Judy Garland was in the original, I think, uh, when did she come along with it? Um, I don't know, but the, the first one was thirty-seven, nineteen thirty-seven, Janet Gaynor, and then it was James Mason and Garland, fifty-four, and that's where she paid a uh, singer, an actress. He was an actor, but unfortunately, he was a bit of a lush, and it was the story really of how he he got pushed aside by her. She became the big star, which of course in reality was a bit a bit different because she was the lush. But uh, in this film, A Star Is Born, when it was remade by Barbara Streisand, she was the singer you know the happy little person and uh, chris christopherson was the rough rocker and it great films and now they're going to make it again with beyonce i don't know apparently it's a role she's wanted for years that's what they say of, uh, of beyonce it could be her hollywood breakthrough she's shown she can act in uh, austin powers gold member and held her own singing in dream girls but this is a chance to prove her dramatic range and maybe even win an academy award this is the obviously the desperation film by the sound of it i really like it Never really like it. But, I mean, good luck to her. But I hope they, I hope they do the film properly. I, I only want to see the film if it's, if it's properly made. I don't, I don't want, you know, something that makes it look a bit tacky. But it's a great story. If you've never seen the original, then uh, get hold of the original or get hold of the Judy Garland one or even even the Barbara Streisand film version. That's good. I did recommend the other day, and a number of you have written to me saying that you've been out and you've either bought it or you've rented it, and that's the film Pride. And I thought it was sensational. I really did. I thought it was one of the best films I've seen in a long while. It's the story of uh, of a group of gay guys and girls who go up there to help raise funds for the miners during the big miners strike. And uh, it's interspersed with, with actual shots. And it's it's brilliantly done. It really is brilliantly done. It's, it's shot beautifully. Uh, also, I think you will find uh, That Day We Sang is out on DVD as well. And that's coming up, and uh, that's well worth seeing. That's that's very good. That's out. I think, who's brought that out? Is that Universal? Can't remember. But uh, really, really good. That day we sang, based on the stage play, went on the television. You remember? You remember? And uh, now out on DVD. And I watched it the other day. Really good. Really, really good. And uh, Paddington's really racing away with it, isn't he? Racing away with it. But the good news is that the real life Paddington has been saved from a zoo. Mail on Sunday readers donated thirty grand to fly this bear home from a Peru circus to a new home. It's a bit difficult, isn't it, for some of these animals that uh, that are in zoos because there's not a lot you can do with them afterwards. You just sort of take them out of there. And we had the Born Free organisation and they do an awful lot of good work. It's sad, but yet if it wasn't for zoos, we wouldn't really see a lot of animals. We wouldn't be seeing them because they have to be seen. There. I mean, that's why kids went to the the zoo. Because they wanted to see animals that they only ever seen in in pictures. And um, an eyesore in the countryside. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it magical news for Harry Potter fans? It's being built for the filming of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by J.K. Rowling. So they built this spectacular set. It's a castle and it's in Hertfordshire. Construction is still three months from completion and filming is due to begin in the summer on the first of three movies in the Fantastic Beasts series. Wow. Big set. Big set. I love it. I love sets. I love sets. I think they're really, really clever. And uh, the average Briton spends how much a year on things they later regret buying? Pizza is top of the list. Three grand a year, apparently, on stuff that you don't really need. But then we all do that, don't we? How many times have you actually been out and, and bought something... And then, years later, somebody says, did you buy that? And you go, "Um, yeah, where is it? I've no idea. Not a clue. Not a clue. Uh, Next up, the Golden Globes. Yes, Mr Corden is set to uh, host the prestigious movie awards after a dream start to his chat show. They've all been on there. Apparently, David Beckham's going to turn up. Oh, God. Have you noticed how David Beckham all of a sudden thinks that he can talk? All of a sudden he thinks he can pop up on chat shows and so he's flying in to do James Corden's uh, chat show. He'll just sit there looking a bit geeky and a bit dorky, I'm afraid, and then we'll all have to put up with it, won't we? We'll go, oh, it's David Beckham. It's David Beckham on television. Sunday Express, killer drivers to face life in prison because we're sick to death of reading stories of of those who've lost loved ones, children and otherwise, through a killer driver who then uh, gets either a suspended sentence or failing that, they go in prison for about a year and then they come out. Laugh in the face of those people who've lost loved ones. So uh, drivers who leave the scene of an accident without stopping and motorists using mobile phones at the wheel will be targeted. They say jailed. They say jailed. So that'll be an interesting one, won't it? How are they going to stop that? How are they going to stop that? As if the police... Honestly, here we are cutting back on the police. Here we are sort of going, oh, we haven't got enough money for the police, yet we can spend £10 looking for Madeleine McCann in another country. £10 of our money. Why can't the Portuguese police pay 10 million pounds that'd make it an awful lot better wouldn't it and uh, and we'd spend 10 million pounds whereas in fact we can use it elsewhere it's seven thirty. steve
0: allen on lbc
1: morning everybody nice to be company welcome to sunday morning stick here just after the news at eight with breakfast for today and uh, somebody says so now you're part of the book club do you have to read it by a certain time and submit a review i don't know <laughs> I need to write back to Martin Frizzell and say I don't have to do a review, do I, of this. But he sent it to me. I think he's slightly disturbed by the fact that I'm buying a lot of showerheads at the moment. And I have to be honest, it's become a little bit of an addiction. But there again, I buy lots of vacuum cleaners. I mean, I've seriously got lots of vacuum. I don't know what's the matter with me. There must be some sort of illness going on. Uh, i tell you who rained the other day. They had one of those um, book signings at the London Film Memorabilia Convention. And they invite lots of famous people who maybe aren't as famous anymore as they used to be, but they used to be big, big stars. And then you can go down there and you can pay them, you know, £5, £10, whatever it happens to be, and you get their autograph. But one of them there the other day uh, was the epitome of the dilettante dandy in the 1970s, breaking crime rings and hearts with equal gusto. Yes, Jason King... Peter Wingard. And Peter Wingard was there the other day. Now, I know he's probably listening to this programme at the moment. And um, he played, of course, the suave author come spy in Department S. And then the spin-off was Jason King between 1969 and 1972. When he turned up at Sydney Airport, he was mobbed by 30,000 hysterical Australian women. But mind you, that's Australia for you. (laughs) And uh, anyway, now the wavy locks of hair are gone, the moustaches duly trimmed and the clothes said by Hollywood star Mike Myers to have inspired the Austin Powers look somewhat tamer. How old do you think he's going to hate me for saying this? How old do you think Peter Wingard is now? He's 86. He's 86. And he was the star attraction at the London Film Memorabilia Convention. He still had a gaggle of adoring female fans clamouring to speak to him. He once admitted Jason King had and champagne and strawberries for breakfast, just as I did myself. Yet when I think about it now, I'm amazed I'm still here. So there you go. Eighty-six years young. He looks as just the same, just without the hair. But Department S and Jason King is available on DVD. Uh, Prince Andrew is doing his best to encourage young people to find work. A lot easier if he started with his own family, wouldn't it? Really, I mean, you know, Beatrice doesn't really seem to be doing a little, you know, very much at the moment. She remains without a full-time job, despite the I think she just likes going around being, you know, I'm like Beatrice, like star, you know, like member of the royal family, like blooming useless as far well as I can see. And so, uh, what they really want, I think, in the past, I think Prince Andrew has made it clear he'd have both liked B and Eugenie to take on more official royal duties. How disappointed you'd be. You know, and here we are. It's a big royal event. We've got a member of the royal family coming down. Who have you got? Eugenie. Oh, God. Even worse, Beatrice. You know, so they shouldn't need to be told, but they are a bit bone idle. We're never too sure what Prince Andrew does half the time. But um, her father's royal lodge in the grounds of Windsor Castle and the four bedroom apartment at St. James's Palace have had a makeover before she moved in. So uh, here we go. I mean, her last stint was at an intern at Sony Pictures, ended in January. Since then, she's completed a short course in finance. What was that, adding up or something like that? Uh, lots of pictures of the uh, the people who headed to Leicester to pay their respects to Richard III. Biggest part of drivel I've ever seen in my entire life. Very exciting they found him. Very exciting, you know, that he was discovered under a car park. Uh, and then it became boring, Channel Bore decided to really bore the pants off us by doing a whole week leading up to his internment. A rather plain box, and it was all ceremony, and they didn't get the Queen for that one. She was busy painting her toenails. Instead, you got the Countess of Wessex. You'd have been even more disappointed, wouldn't you? I said, couldn't come on, we've had Eugenie. No, you couldn't have Eugenie. Um, the waxworks of Jimmy Savile at Madame Tussauds has been destroyed, uh, branded too evil even for the Chamber of Horrors. So uh, there were talks for Savile to join Hitler, Crippen, and other monsters in the London attraction. Oh, not seriously! Surely they can't have been that serious. The other people you can understand, but not not a pervert. What was You know, that's not evil. That's a pervert. You don't want to put somebody like that. So it has been destroyed now. She thinks so too. She thinks so too. That's ridiculous. I've ever heard putting in with sort of Crippen. Actually, Crippen letters were were sold, weren't they at auction? I think for about eleven. £11,000. Uh, uh, are Other ones here. I've just watched my Saturday weep, It's called Blonde. I can only cry on my own, says Dion. It's a shame we know the end like the Titanic. Yes, well, I don't want to ruin it for people. Definitely not. Nickelback, according to Paula, says they're a Canadian rock band. Steve, they hail from British Columbia. If you hear any of, the, your, of their songs, you will recognise them. OK. Uh, Girl on the Train is brilliant, says Vicky and Kent. I've got my own copy now, courtesy of Martin Prezell. And uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. One who says, I've just watched Towie on Catch-Up. I live in Hornchurch and I knew nothing about the Essex Dog Show. What qualifications did Gemma have to be head judge? Don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. Get into trouble. Um, Somebody else is loving the film Pride. It's so good. I watched uh, two films on the same day. I watched Paddington. And I watched Pride, and believe it or not, being the biggest fan of Paddington that there is on the planet, I enjoyed Pride better. I thought Pride was good, so I went back and watched Paddington again and uh and have now reaffirmed my faith and commitment to Paddington. Uh Noreen says we have a soda stream, toasted sandwich maker, no end of utensils we've not used for decades. Counting down the days till we see Billy J. Kramer on tour, she said it's pouring here. Well, I've ju- we've just had a look out the window here and it's dry. We think it's dry. Are you sure? Confirmed definitely dry outside? Because they've said rain and uh, high winds and stuff like that. And I'm looking, if I look left, I can just about see into Leicester Square. It's difficult to tell, actually, because the building directly opposite us is swathed in plastic. It's difficult to tell whether it's either snowing out there or it's, or it's iced up. It does look... S- slightly peculiar, so uh, thank you, No. A soda stream. I just love the advert on the television. Get busy with the soda stream. Was it that one, or was that something else? And a toasted sandwich maker we talked about the other day. Noreen love toasted sandwich makers. I mean, you should really use them all the time, really. uh Ian says you can buy a whole street. In Bradford for two hundred and eighty thousand pounds. That's what uh, tight-fisted. Sorry, careful with it. Mm, Zane uh, spent. He's got fifteen million in the bank and on his parents, who devoted everything to him. He spent two hundred and eighty thousand. Mind you, you're probably right. You can probably get um, an absolute mansion up there, can't you? A mansion. And uh, I work for William Hill. Says Dean. We were always told to round down the pennies when settling winning bets because they didn't want us to give away the uh, pennies unnecessarily. <laughs> I like the idea. Actually, the garage where I go and get petrol a lot of the time, they have pennies in a thing. So if it goes, you know, 22... You're not sticking red right out the window, are you? Just to find out whether it's really raining. It's raining, isn't it? You're now going to come back in and tell me it's raining. Don't throw yourself out the window. We don't need something like that at this time of the morning. Looks ridiculous. Is it raining? Is it out there? No, it's dry. Lightly spitting. I think that was people from the office looking at you and spitting. I don't think you'll find that was rain at all. <laughs> It's apparently going to tip it down. They've said from 8 o'clock this morning, just at the time I finish, it's going to tip it down. If it ruins my hair today, I'm going to be in such a foul mood. You know what I'm like. And uh, Erica says, couldn't agree more. Read the old bones. For a minute, I thought it was an April Fool. Surely it could have been done quietly. Sure, some of them got the giggles. My friend and I nearly got sent to the dungeons at Hampton Court last week as we got locked in. Got so carried away. It's so amazing. Didn't notice the time. Had to be escorted out. It's lovely, isn't it? I love Hampton Court. I love Hampton Court. It's just it's such a it's just the fact that Henry VIII wandered the corridors. And uh, Little Julie says, I've just had a look out the window at the weather. One word, yuck. It's obviously heading our way, isn't it? It's what now? Is it is it still is it stopped just spitting still? Still spitting, yeah. Like Oh, it's light drizzle now. It was spitting. Now it's light drizzle. Changing by the second, ladies and gentlemen. Our weather forecast brought you live from Leicester Square. And uh, Sy si says, listen to the SNP leaders' conference speech yesterday. All she was saying was spend, 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 and no cuts in the bloated welfare state. Didn't the um, Tories say they were going to be cutting benefits? That that was sort of. And then they quickly backtracked and went, oh no, no, no. Obviously seeing thousands and thousands of votes disappearing all over the place. Uh, I haven't seen, Angela, the series The Royals with Liz Hurley. She says it's awful. I haven't seen She is beautiful, though. She is absolutely, truly beautiful. Uh, 84850... Steve at lbc.co.uk. Another one here. Try and get them all in. This is Bashir, who just loves listening to the programme, which is good enough. That's why you see on a Sunday morning there is no better way to open the day. Uh, Dubai, says Dean, sounds like it's becoming Blackpool of the Middle East. Horrible. I call the dog mate. He doesn't really mind. I can't bear being called mate. It drives me mad. Absolutely drives me mad. And... um, and Lynn, very sad today. She's listening to this program. Honestly, trust me to get involved in this one. Listening to the program, they're looking after their dog before going to the vets. They might have to have him put to sleep today, which is not not the best day, is it? Mind you, I always think Lynn, I always think that if 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 something is suffering, if it's an animal or whatever, and it's suffering, I think it's it's kinder, isn't it? It's kinder. Eight four eight five zero Steve at lbc dot uk, and we shall weave. Everything in on the pro. We don't miss anything out. We're so good. <coughs> We're so good. Other other programs sort of miss little bits out. Not us. Not us. We do it all. Uh, everybody else tell me how much they love Pride. I thought it was easily one of my best films of this year. Easily one of my best films. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, what else do we have inside the papers? I'll run. Th- I'll do the front pages just for we finish. Just so you've got a rough idea of uh, what's making it. Oh, somebody's done a piece, Cindy. The- it's it's a bit of a cop out actually. Uh, Because every time I turn on the television, if I flip through all the free channels that I've got, and I seem to have a plethora of free channels, there's always something which is to do with ghosts. And of course, ghosts never appear in daylight. I've got no idea why. I suppose because it makes uh, Yvette Fielding look far more attractive, being bathed in green light, looking like the witch on a broomstick, which she undoubtedly is. And so we had the thing the other day where it was an old mortuary, and... They had a, a British ghost hunter observing what the American ghost hunters were purporting to tell you was going on. And he went, this is amazing. Somebody's just come through the wall. Have you just seen them there? And I'm going, no, they didn't. Let's not be stupid about this. Why do these people tell lies? Why does Fielding go on television? Every single place she walks into, isn't it amazing? Because otherwise the programme would be a bit dull. Something happens. You know, all of a sudden you're sort of... What was that? Did anybody, anybody hear that? Did you hear... See, this building you know, is built on the site of two houses years ago where Burke and Hare used to come and deliver bodies. This building was known as the bodybuilder. You didn't know this. You had no idea. Years and years ago, pre-Victorian times, two houses on this site, and uh, one of them was a doctor. And doctors couldn't get bodies. And so Burke and Hare would go to... set. That's why a lot of the early cemeteries in London have little guards' boxes on there, because somebody would be buried, and Burke and Hare and other body snatchers would go in, dig up the body, and deliver it to the doctor. And this... On this side, bodies were delivered. And they would then dissect them, so they knew how... Uh, I just made that up, actually. It's not, it's not true at all. But, I mean, it's this, this the sort of thing Yvette Fielding would do. You know, she'd be going, oh, we could definitely get a... F-. They always have somebody on the programme, some barking mad person, who quite clearly is three sheets to the wind, going... I can definitely. The temperature's definitely dropped. You go, of course it has. You've opened the window. It's quarter to... Morning, everybody. Nine minutes to eight. It's all you've got to wait for Stig to come along on LBC this morning with uh, Sunday morning breakfast. Just going back briefly to this piece, which is in the uh, Sunday Express today. James Fielding braving the spooky corridors because historic royal palaces, every so often, do a, a sleepover at Hampton Court for 120 quid. And I think it only takes about uh, 60 people um, you go along there, and they have food and costumes bit, and it's at night at Hampton Court Palace because they take you into one of the corridors, which is said to be the most haunted, uh, haunted with the with the ghost here of Catherine Howard, and uh, apparently after she was beheaded, her ghostly figure rushes up and down the corridor. Well, I mean, why well, she's not banging into the walls, I've got no idea. Why do ghosts walk through walls? Why can't they just take the stairs like normal people? Anyway, he survived the night at Hampton Court which is a great great place to go to, it really is. You know, kids will be fascinated. You just tell them anything about ghosts, they buy into it. But he gets it wrong. He says Hampton Court Palace in Richmond. It's not in Richmond at all. It's in Hampton. That's why it's called Hampton Court Palace. It's in Hampton. It's closer to Twickenham than it is to Richmond. And Richmond's, you know, sort of a bit further on down the line. So I don't know why they call it Hampton Court Palace Richmond. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Um... Another one here, it's... Uh, Has the lost hour affected your mood, says James. I know, I'm far too nice this morning, I don't know what on earth's the matter with me. Uh, what happened to Ronan Keating? Well, I'm still waiting on that one, I'm still waiting on Ronan Keating uh, to come back to confirm for In Conversation, which I'm sure he will do. He won't want to miss out on things like that. Uh, the front pages of the the papers. so the people have got Zane quit One Direction after his mother's advice, uh, but he's now going to be a concert promoter. He just wants to be a normal 22-year-old with 15 million minus 280,000 in the bank. Elton's hurt at mother's betrayal. She doesn't like David Furnish at all. Uh, killer pilot feared he was going blind. Lubitz hid illness and visits to four psychiatrists from plane Chiefs. Uh, front page of the Mirror: secret threat to Jill Dando. Police ignored letters sent days before death. TV presenter Alice Beer and uh, and Anne were targeted as well. Uh, front page of the Daily Star, they say after Dermot O'Dreary was dropped from the X Factor or went or whatever happened, he's not there. Uh, now it's Louis for the X Factor acts, they say Robbie Williams in line for the job. It'll come, probably come as a bit of a shock to Louis, I should imagine. We'll have to wait and see whether that one's true. Uh, Easter trains rip off, passengers will pay four times as much according to the Express. Uh, but the journeys will take five times longer, killer drivers to face life in prison. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch on My Cousin Richard III which I think universally none of you seem to enjoy at all. You thought it was the most boring thing ever. And strangely, the the director general of the BBC gets a death threat on an email, which, you know, you can find the person immediately and you can have them arrested. It's not difficult. Anybody in email you can find within seconds. But for some strange reason, he manages to get uh, bodyguards, an elite squad of bodyguards. Now, whether these are provided by the police or whether they're provided by the BBC, I've got no idea. But uh, if every single person who got a death threat got a, you know, got a a series of people to look after them, it'd be very expensive, actually. I'm assuming the BBC have provided it, because it's not Metropolitan Police here. This is uh, London Protection Services Limited. And so he comes out uh, of his house, Lord Hall, and his wife Cynthia, and they've got security men there. And it looks like they've got either three or four round the clock, so I'm assuming that's come from the BBC, are paying for Parsons saying only Boris can save the UK, the killer pilot who feared he'd go blind, and cheat Zayn romped with me on tour. This is a looks like in Sweden, and uh, she apparently said how Zayn Malik romped with her twice. Is romped another word? Yes, obviously, yes. It's another word for it. And uh, then they've got a picture of her inside in possibly the most unflattering bra you've ever seen anybody wearing. At least they could have made her look a little bit, you know, as if, a, as if she was a seductress. She said, Zane didn't mention his fiancé. Well, he wouldn't, would he? Why would he want to mention that? Would you like to come and romp with me? Oh, by the witch of my fiancé. Why would you ever do that? Anyway, she's got her little bit of money, and I'm sure she's terribly, terribly happy with it. Uh, so the weather today is going to turn. Not so good, I'm afraid. Rain. A lot of you writing in already, saying it's raining where I am, Steve. It can only get worse. They've said it's going to be very windy as well. And here's uh, Pixie Lott, by the look of it, who serenaded the uh, the rugby fans. 84,000. World record, I think, for a club tie at Twickenham, where Saracens beat Harlequins in the Premiership. 84,000. That is a record, actually. That is a record. Uh, the suicide pilot treated for vision problem that threatened Korea. And uh, a lot of people also talking about Alice's Adventures Underground, a free book for every reader. I never get these things. Honestly, they all say free. The only person I get them from is Martin Frizzell from, from Loose Women. Now I'm a m- m- member of the club. It's, it's lightly spitting, still outside. Just bringing you an up-to-date on the weather forecast. It's, uh, so it's now stopped drizzling. It's now spitting again. Probably in a moment, just drizzle. No, we've had drizzle, haven't we? we haven't got, Are you sure it's, you're not a bit protected on that window there? Because that's the... It's, it's difficult to tell, isn't it, on that one? Because that's the middle of the building. I think you'd be better off looking in, you know, the square out there where it looks like it's tipping down outside. It looks like a, a small flood going on. Because I don't think you get to see the right rain in there at all. I, th- I you know, I don't want to be rude about it. I think you're just trying to build your part. Because I think over there, it look. I mean, I could be wrong looking out the window on the left-hand side, but it looks as though it is raining, not just spitting. How long does it take you to find... She's only got to look through a window. Well, she's she not gone outside, has she, do you think? She put her hand out in the rain to see whether or not it's really raining. A lot of people are telling me that £280,000 in Bradford gets you a, a pretty flash house. It sounds great, doesn't it? I love it. I absolutely love it. Is it is it is it raining? Have we decided, actually, yet? Or is it uh, not raining? Tis raining? Not, ra- not raining. More wind than rain. Oh, well, there you go. Some you win, some you lose, I suppose. Uh, Lorraine just... Uh, mentioned. Why are we hearing all these things the Conservatives are going to do when they've had years to do them, says Neil. I know. Well, that's where it's going to come down to you lot to try and uh, try and disseminate everything. Uh, I did the walk, says Julie, through the haunted gallery at Hampton Court as part of the ghost walk there and yes, it was scary. See? Can be scary, these things. Uh, Carrie-Anne says, I love your sarcasm. Oh, you think it's sarcasm? Oh, right. <laughs> I thought it was genuine. Uh, Martin said, I love the palace too, but technically it's East Molsey. <laughs> Do you know, you're not wrong, actually. I didn't want to say that because that just gets confusing for people. People don't, don't know where East Molesy is. Listen, just about it for this morning. I thought I'd, if, if, I, if I sort of finish early, then I'm not going to get soaking wet outside. But I have a sneaking feeling that just to get halfway back to the car, the heavens are going to open and we're all going to drown. So it's, uh, it's going to be a terrible day weather-wise. So take an umbrella, make sure it's one of those ones that doesn't blow inside out. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow morning from 4 I hope the weather might have improved a little bit by that time. I wouldn't guarantee it. And uh, don't forget, you can listen to LBC whenever and wherever you like. Because if you go to the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk, there is an app, OK? And uh, it's the LBC app. It's free to download. Oh, we've got TuneIn Radio as well, but the, the LBC app is brilliant. And so you do that. And then Monday to Friday, I have a free podcast. And uh, it just automatically gets sent to your telephone or whichever device you have plugged into it. So that's good. So if you missed any of today's show, you can podcast as well. That podcast will be up there. There's no news on it, no, no travel, you'll be pleased to hear, and, uh, and no advertisements. So it's just the bare bones of the programme. And I've got, um, you can follow me on Twitter as well, which is at Steve Allen Show. Although I have a sneaking feeling today, it'll just be, it rained. It was very windy, the furniture fell over. So I've had to tie things down. Well, I quite like that. That kind of appeals to me on a Sunday, you know, sometimes. Apparently, Karen Danzuk has, has applied for the job on Top Gear. So, uh, as one of the... Uh, I'm tempted to say something very rude. I've just had to hold myself back there. Oh, Karen, do do give up, really. You're becoming a terrible bore now. And, uh, and really, be better off if you just stayed inside and perhaps made toffee apples or something. I think you've stretched yourself with anything else. But uh, she does have an agent, which is good news. And she's with the same people who, who look after Towie. So it's a class act all round, isn't it? Have a lovely day. Stig is next. Thanks, Steve, you figure of prime ministerial stature. Coming up... Unemployment has fallen in every region. We now have Sunderland making...